Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you. Um, this is on my Facebook page. Uh, tonight will also be there. Wednesday night, we uh, put it on the church group. Uh, so I appreciate you watching. Let's first go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for this day. Uh, Lord, this is a wonderful day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for all those that are listening, Lord, if there be one that's lost, Lord, that they'll come to know you as Savior before it's ever too late. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to preach thy word, speak to hearts and change lives as only you can. I pray this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. It's good to see you this morning. Let's go ahead and get into the word. Matthew chapter 28, Matthew chapter number 28, Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse number one. We'll read the first 10 verses here. It says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear ye not, for I know that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. He said, then said Jesus unto them, be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and shall see they shall see me. So here we have the first 10 verses of Luke, Matthew chapter 28. And it's wonderful to have you here. And I want you to know that this message is entitled, He is Risen. He is Risen. Now, when Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the sepulcher, they were unaware of the enormous change that had transpired. Now, they were going to the tomb to see the body of Jesus. They were sorrowful. They were thinking that they were going there to uh, basically mourn for his death. But when they got there, all things had changed. Aren't you glad for that? They came in sorrow, and instead they saw the Savior. The angel rolled back the stone. The angel did not come to let Jesus out, he come to let others in so that they may see that the Savior was risen. Now, when we look at this, it doesn't matter what authority there was that 
sealed this thing. Doesn't matter how many Roman soldiers were there to make sure no one else went into the tomb. But this was all about the fact that one angel had the power to roll that stone away. Notice what it says in the previous chapter. In verse number 63, it's saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, while he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. And saying to the people, he is risen from the dead, so the last heir shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch, go your way, make it sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Now here the Bible is telling us that they made sure that no one was going to come in and try to take Jesus' body because he had told them in three days that he would rise. And so they were trying their best to make sure that no one tried to take the body. And yet in the end, notice what it says here in verse number 11 of chapter 28. It says, now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled together with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while he slept. And if this come to the governor's ear, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So here we see that they made that, that stone secure. They sealed it to make sure. And then they put guard on a watch so no one would come by. And I want you to think about these Roman soldiers. These Roman soldiers weren't just any ordinary man. These Roman soldiers were tough. Uh, they made ordinary men fear. And to think that they were on watch. And, and the thing is, had someone come by and overtook that soldier and rolled that stone away and got Jesus' body, that soldier would have died. Because he didn't do his job, he would have got the death sentence. But here we see that there was no soldier. There was no fisherman. Now think about this. You're talking about fishermen, a tax collector, being able to overtake a Roman That's no way that could happen. But see, here they've already, the Bible tells us their conspiracy was set there. They gave him money after they told him what he said. They didn't kill him. They gave him money to lie about it. And so many people believe this lie. But the Bible is clear that that stone was rolled away, not by any man, but by an angel. And that stone was rolled away, not for Jesus to get out, but that others could go in and see that Jesus had risen. Now, can you imagine the Bible tells us about this uh, angel that says his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, did keeper the keepers did shake and became his dead men. These gruff, tough uh, soldiers, they feared, and it says they became as dead men. 
And the angel answered and said to the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. We can go back in chapter number 27 and, and read about the death of our Savior on the cross. We can't imagine what he went through. The Bible tells us that he was smitten, that, that they plucked his beard and, and they took the cat of nine tails and, and whipped him with it. And that he didn't even look human. And to think he did all that for us. The Bible says that, that his visage was so marred that they couldn't even recognize him. Many times people have tried to betray him uh, in pictures. You, you can't imagine what he looked like. And to think that he did that for us. And the Bible tells us about noontime that the whole world became dark for three hours. Why is that? That's because the sins of the whole world, past, present, and future, all the sins of the whole world were placed upon God the Son. We can't imagine the agony that he went through. The holy God having sins placed upon him. Can you imagine how terrible that time could be? But that was all so that we could be saved. And so when we look at this, we see the guards, boy, they're, they're terrified. And the Bible tells us here that the women came to the grave. And as I said, they were expecting that Christ would be there in the grave, dead. And the Bible tells us, they said, fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. And then here it is, the divine announcement of the resurrection. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. Now, I want you to think about this. This is what separates Christianity from all other religions. If you were to go today, to the place where they buried Buddha, to the place where they buried Muhammad, to the place where they buried Confucius, to the place where any religious leader was buried. You know what you would find? There's bones in that grave, their bones. But when you come to this place, that sepulcher where Jesus Christ was placed, there's no bones there. He's not there, amen? He rose from the dead. This is what happened. We have a resurrected Savior. That's what the difference is. And now, it wasn't just any man that gave us this news. It was an angel. Throughout the Bible, angels appear unto God's people. And we're told to fear not. Notice, I know that you seek Jesus which was crucified. Just as an angel announced the birth of Christ, the angel announced the resurrection of Christ. The angel's announcement was light in darkness. It was life from the dead. It was hope for the hopeless. Aren't you glad for that? And when we look at this, what gives us hope? He is not here, for he is risen as he said. Now the Greek word, agairo, that one Greek word means he is risen. He is risen. Jesus had told them that he would. I want you to go to the book of Matthew, a uh, few chapters back, chapter number 12. And look now 
at verse number 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. And he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seek after a sign. There shall no sign be given it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Now I want you to go to the book of John, John chapter number two, John chapter number two. And I want you to look here, verse number 18. John chapter two, verse number 18. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, what sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, 40 and six years was this temple in building and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this unto them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. Jesus had foretold about his death, his burial and his resurrection. And so now we see in verse number seven that the angel tells these ladies, go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, lo, I have told you. Now, remember it says he goeth before you into Galilee. See, he had told them that. I want you to go back just two chapters. Chapter number 26 here in Matthew. Chapter number 26. And look at verse number 32. This is what Jesus told his disciples. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. He had told them that. Now he's reminding them by sending these ladies here, he's reminding them to go to Galilee. And so here we see that their response was they went immediately. Uh, it, notice it says go quickly and they departed quickly. And so here we see that they were obedient to the Lord. And we see that they went out to tell the disciples about the resurrection. And when we look at this and see, you know, what the Lord had done for us, you know, he died for our sins and our job as Christians today is kind of what their job was. The angel said, go quickly and tell his disciples he's risen from the dead. And I want to ask you this, do you go quickly? Do you tell others that Christ is risen from the dead? Do you go out? Are you a witness for Christ? We all should be witnesses for him, amen? And so where to go? The first two letters of the gospel, G-O, go. We're to tell others about Christ. We've been given the great commission, which is found here in, in the end of the chapter, Matthew chapter 28. And it's also found in, in Mark and Luke and John and also found in Acts. And so we're told that our job, once we're saved, is to go tell others about Jesus. Notice, here we see that Jesus appeared to them in verses nine and 10. Now, I look at this and I see his presence is, is met with these women 
once they were obedient to the word of God. The Bible tells us here that in verse number nine, as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. The Greek word means to rejoice, to be glad. And they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Now these two Marys come there and they're worshiping him. And they learn from the other Mary, Mary of Bethany, who every time we see her in scripture, where was she? She was at the feet of Jesus. That's the best place to be. And here she is, they're worshiping Jesus. And notice it says, Jesus said in verse 10, be not afraid, go tell my brethren that they go unto Galilee and there they shall see me. So here we see that Jesus has resurrected and they're to get out the message. And of course, they go to the disciples and tell the disciples about it. Look at verse number 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake to them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Here he gives us the great commission. Notice that prior to him doing that, he gives us the reason why. He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Because all power is given to him, he's saying, go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to know that we celebrate this day. This is the resurrection day. Listen, it's sad that we can't meet in our churches during this time. But listen, that didn't stop Easter celebration. We're celebrating, amen? We're celebrating a risen Savior. The Bible tells us he resurrected. There's proof that he's resurrected. Many people saw him after he resurrected. And so when we look at this, what gives us hope? The Bible gives us hope. I want you to go to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter number four. 1 Thessalonians chapter number four. And I want you to look at verse number 13. But I would not have you be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Can I tell you this? If you don't have Jesus, you have no hope. Notice what it says here. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Notice the next part. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. No matter how bad things get, no matter how terrible things are, we can comfort one another with the words of 
the Lord. He is coming again. I want you to go to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And I want you to look here at a few verses. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And we're going to start in verse number 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. Now go to verse number 42. Verse number 42 says this. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Now listen, we're saved. We can't be more saved. But the Bible tells us that during that time, we will get a glorified body. See, we have the same old flesh. I'm saved and those of you watching that are saved, we still sin. Why? Because we have a flesh. But one day when Christ comes back, we'll have a glorified body. We won't be able to sin. Amen? Isn't that wonderful to know? Now, I want you to notice what he says here in verse 51. Here it is. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We know he's coming back. He's coming back for us. And he's saying, because of that, therefore, my brethren, he says, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. It's only what's done for the Lord that will last, amen? So we should do everything in our power each day to serve the Lord because we know he's coming back. We have that hope, amen? The Bible tells us in Titus chapter two, verse 13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Without the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we would have no hope. Those that have trusted Christ their Savior because of the death, burial, and resurrection, we have that blessed hope, amen? If there's, there's never been a time in your life where you saw yourself as a sinner, a lost sinner, and that you saw that Christ is the only way, that Christ came and died for your sins, you need to be saved. 
The Bible tells us how. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, uh, Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This is saying, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We're all born sinners. We have a sin nature. And the Bible tells us, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Because of our sin, we will die a physical death, Romans 3.23. But then God butts in. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice it is a gift. We don't earn it. It saddens me to see people that think they're working for their salvation. You can't work for your salvation. Jesus has already paid the price. And so the Bible tells us the gift of God. A gift is something given to you. It's free, amen? It doesn't cost you anything. Now, it doesn't cost you anything to get saved. It costs Jesus everything. But it costs to serve. It costs to serve him, amen? And so the Bible tells us here in Romans 5, 8, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is saying God commended us. He showed, he demonstrated his love. Listen, you can tell a person you love them, but action speaks louder than words. And Christ showed, the son of God showed his action by coming to this earth and living that perfect sinless life and dying on that cross and shedding his precious blood that we might have life. That showed his love, demonstrated his love to us, amen? And the Bible tells us this, if, if you've never been saved, notice this next verse, Romans 10, 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you can pray to him, listen, it's not the words. If it's not coming from your heart, it's not real. It's gotta come from your heart. You have to realize that you're a sinner and that your sins, my sins, all of our sins put him on that cross. And because he was the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world because of who he is. If we put our faith and trust in his finished work, not in anything we've done. Listen, being a preacher doesn't save me. Being a Baptist doesn't save me. Being a member of a church doesn't save me. Baptism doesn't save me. I do those things because I'm saved. Amen? And God's called me to preach. But we as God's people need to understand we have a job to do. This world right now is in chaos because of this pandemic. Listen, this is a time for us to shine. This is a time for us to bring people to Jesus. Amen? Tell them about our Savior. People need to see that we're not worried. We're not panicked because we love the Lord. We know, listen, if I was to take my last breath today, I know where I'm going. What's sad is there's millions and millions of people out there that don't know where they're going if they die. That's why it's important for us to get the gospel out and what a day to celebrate, amen? The resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen? And if you have never trusted in him, all you have to do is pray. Now, these words won't save you. I just mean, this is what you need to mean in your heart. God, I'm a sinner. Lord, I know that you came and you died for my sins 
And Lord, I'm putting my faith and trust in you. Lord, would you please come into my heart? And the Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It doesn't say maybe. It doesn't say possibly. God doesn't take your good and your bad and weigh it. If you come to him and you repent of your sins and you trust him as your savior, the Bible says thou shalt be saved. He will save you. And I hope if you're listening this morning that if you've never trusted him as your savior, you'll do it now. Lord, I thank you for this time. Lord, to be able to spend with God's people and, and maybe there may be one out there, Lord, that isn't saved. I pray that you'll deal with this heart. Help them to see that he's a sinner. Help them to see that you loved him so much that you came to this earth to die for his sins. Lord, help them to see that, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you'd save them before it's ever too late. We pray this all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, we appreciate you listening and hope you can come back tonight at 6. We'll have another message tonight at 6 o'clock. And then uh, Wednesday at 7, we have our Wednesday night uh, prayer meeting time for our church. I look forward to that. God bless you. You guys take care.